Welcome to Effortless Manifesting with Candace Cherie. Here you will learn to transform your life, heal your past, and become the person who has it all. Effortless Manifesting is your one-stop shop for all things manifesting. Stick around and join us for laughs, love, and new beginnings. George is dancing. We're I'm having not. a dancing moment. You don't hear the song? Ooh, oh, it's in my head. Never mind. So you can't hear it. Dun, 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 dun. That's you know not that song? Dun, 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 dun. That's like Little John, right? Mine is Don't Stop uh, Believing. No. No? We're jamming to Little John. That's little... from like our teenage head. You, did you ever listen to John? Have you ever? Oh, yeah. Or whatever that song. That's just how I sound <laughs> when I'm true. being dumb. But either way, I don't, know. I don't know who Little John so is. Cute. Oh, thank you. So welcome, everyone. Today, welcome. we are talking about conscious relationships. This is something we are very, very passionate about. Mm -hmm. We are uh, so excited to share this information with you because a lot of you, even though you're not maybe specifically with your person totally, you want to be. And when you become you know, completely together with your person, you're going to face new challenges. And that's normal. So we're going to talk about how to overcome these challenges. This is a three-part series that we will give to you. So be excited about that. Come on, uh, more excited than that. I know. Geez, jump what up and down. Wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about self-monitoring in your relationship and triggers. So I recently made a video about triggers, and a lot of people on TikTok were like, well, what? What is a trigger specifically? So let's dive into what a trigger is. It's the part that you squeeze on a gun, any gun. It <laughs> doesn't matter which one. No. Not that kind of trigger, but you may feel like that when you're highly uh, feeling triggered. emotional or triggered. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so a trigger is anything that makes you feel anxious, uh, worried, stressed, like crying. So let's say you text your partner and they don't respond for two hours and you immediately are like, oh, what's happening? Why aren't they texting me back? What's going on? You turn into like this hot mess, right? Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> that has triggered an abandonment wound in you most likely that when you're not getting the connection or the communication that you want, you feel left out. You feel abandoned, right? And so that's one form of of a trigger. And another thing I was like, what? I'm just watching oh. <laughs> you say stuff. <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> One thing that I always like to tell people is uh, if you have a trigger, think of it like a check engine light in your car. Okay. Your car says, you know, the little stupid button and it's like, check, check your engine. So you go, you take it to AutoZone or whatever. And it says, oh, it's an O2 sensor or you need to change your air filter or whatever. That's what I love about my wife. She knows some stuff about cars. <laughs> I do. I do know Pretty some crazy. things about cars. I can change a tire, <laughs> probably an oil change. I saw you try that one time with a screwdriver and I was like, babe, we need a I little know. lesson on doing that. So you take it to the place and they say, oh, yeah, it's this. And they say, do you want to fix it? And you're like, nah, just clear the code for me. I'll do it some other time. <laughs> Next thing you know, 10 miles later, your car is on fire. Exactly. Like, oh, I guess I should have fixed it. Yeah. Right. So then you drive it again. Yeah. And a couple days later, the code comes back on and you're like, this thing is so annoying. Let me take it back to the place, clear it because I don't like seeing the little red light. Right. And you do that over and over and over again instead of taking it to the dealership or wherever and actually replacing the thing that needs mm -hmm. repair. 
It's more inconvenient. It's more uncomfortable, but it's the thing that's got to get done. Yeah. And that's how your triggers really are. That's what your root cause of your, your trauma, your emotions, they're saying to you something. They're saying, hey, give me this attention. Revise the story. Change the story. Reprogram the story so that you're not constantly living in this state of trigger, 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 and you're just never doing anything about it. You're mm-hmm. placating yourself with food or with TV or something else that you think is going to cover up what you're feeling when really what you need is to just go revise the event. And we have a, a, an episode on revision, I believe it's episode eight, where you can watch that and learn how to do self-reprogramming. Mm-hmm. And it will change your life when you learn how to do this. It takes a lot of practice. And a 3.0 USB connection. <laughs> just kidding. You don't need that. So... When you are triggered in your relationship, one of the things that we find to be very helpful is to put aside the trigger and play the role of bliss and joy. So my love. Yes, I didn't do it. No. I didn't do it. (laughs) Yes, you did. I know. I always do it. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you speak a little bit more on that for us? Yes. And so I do have to say it is difficult sometimes to kind of play that role, especially when you're in that triggered heightened response. Mm -hmm. I have found that the only real way out of that, for me at least, is the more I play the role of wanting that bliss and joy in my relationship, the easier it becomes for me to reverse that trigger into being heightened and anxious and angry where it feels like it's impossible to play that role Mm -hmm. to this really was just an unnecessary feeling that I've been having this entire time because of something that I haven't you know, revised this whole time. And the best way to start revising it, at least, I, don't, I never want to say that there's only one way to do something. There's so many, is to play that role of bliss and joy that you want in your relationship. We don't want to fight. We don't want to have conflict. We don't want to constantly argue with our significant other and our specific person. Mm-hmm. We want the, the 3D to be great. And it starts with playing the role of bliss and joy. Now, a lot of people will call that, oh, so you just have to fake it till you make it or you just have to lie to yourself. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. because guess what? The subconscious doesn't really know the difference. It knows what it's been given and it manifests it the way it's recorded in the brain. And this is actually something I kind of talk to you know other people about with what I do with neurotherapy, but it's really true. When we play that role, we were, we're like rewriting an old program and we're rewriting it with a new program that we want. So the next time I have a conflict or an issue that comes up, instead of me feeling triggered more and more and more and more, we start feeling the need to play a better and blissful, joyful role instead of being triggered. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I love that. And you know, f- act how you wanna feel, so that's something that you say to me a lot. Yes, act <laughs> how you wanna feel, that's true. <laughs> act how you <laughs> that's wanna That's one of the techniques of self-monitoring. Oh, that's true, so, we'll yeah. get to that a little yeah. bit more. But you know, not, not looking at it like I'm just lying to myself, this is never going to work, and you know, focusing on the it hasn't worked before. Don't focus on that and mm-hmm. say, well, this time it's going to be different. I'm the exception to the rule. I get to choose differently today. I get to say, no, nah, that's okay. I'm not going to give in to this old behavior anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, if I'm triggered by something George does, uh, a lot of times the best mode of operation for me to get out of that is to create space between us and to talk to one of my friends because as women we need to speak it out it's inherently in our nature we need to speak we have sixty thousand words a day that we can that we need to get out and men have like 30 or forty thousand. 
I don't think it's fat. Maybe less than that. Uh, Maybe me, yes. I'm like not a normal (laughs) statistic here. I talk a lot. You do, but I love you. So that's why we have good communication because you are willing to talk a lot of times. But sometimes you're not. Sometimes you don't want to talk. And I'm like, I need to talk this out. And it's not that I need to like tell the old story. It's just I just need to vocalize Okay, this is what's happening. What? How do, can I see this differently? Mm-hmm. And I just need a sounding board. And that's what your friends are for. Sounding board to be like, okay, this is the story. I'm ready to change it. What can I do to change it? You know. And when I always say, don't tell your old story, I mean, don't constantly call your friend every day. Oh, he did this today. Oh, she did that today. It's never going to get better. Blah, blah, blah. Like You don't want to be whining about your story all the time. That's not going to get you anywhere. The approach to seek perspective. Yes, exactly. So when I <clears throat> when I reach out to my friends, it's okay. This is what's um, this is what I'm feeling. Put me in my place, you know. And they do. They help put me back in my place. Oh well, what, what about like this? Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Okay, good. You know. So that for me helps more than trying to talk to him about it. Because if I come to him and I'm like, babe, this and this and this and this, and he just instantly walls up and he takes it as I'm not enough. You don't think I'm a good enough husband. You don't think I'm a good enough partner. Instead of hearing really what I'm saying, mm-hmm. because I just need to express, and he's not really ready to hear that when mm-hmm. we're both heightened. So once we've both calmed down, and once we both have perspective, we can come together and say, okay, this is really what I see. How do you feel about this? Let's talk in a healthy way. That's right. And it's easier to change the story that way and to move forward in peace and love and joy. And that's right. And those angry emotions, those heightened emotions are very powerful. They take us over. We're human. Mm-hmm. The worst thing we can do is act on anger or, you know, resentment or rage or something because then the emotion that we choose to take an action upon will result as what that emotion was mm-hmm. in the end result. Like, you know, how you manifest something. If I'm doing it out of anger, I'm going to get pretty angry results. If I'm doing it out of love, I'm going to get loving results. And it's just how it goes. That's true. Yeah. So... So, you know, just because you're comfortable doesn't mean that your partner is. Okay, so let's talk about that. Sometimes I'm not comfortable with the stuff that she does. <laughs> he loves everything you do. What are you talking about? <laughs> All this stuff. All this stuff. No, so if you are looking at, well, I'm going to just act this way anyway because I don't care what he thinks. I don't care what she thinks. I'm just going to do me. And, you know, that's, that's kind of a selfish way to think. Mm-hmm. You are living with another person you or you have a partner or you want to be with your partner or whatever. You have to think about their needs as well. It's it's one thing to take care of yourself and to have self-love and all of that. But it's another to say, I don't, I'm not going to regard your feelings. Yeah. I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want. And I don't care what you think. Yeah. You got to love your partner the way you love yourself. Yes. Love your partner the way that you love yourself. And I hope you love yourself a lot. Yeah. That kind of essentially is what we automatically do. We love our partner the way we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we don't have high self-love and we're not taking care of ourselves, that's going to reflect in our relationship. Always. When I'm overworked, I'm overstressed, I'm, I'm tired, I've been doing too much, I don't have much left to give. And then I retreat and I'm like, I just need to sleep, you know, because I have overgiven. I have overshared. So... But when I'm taking care of me and I'm putting myself as a priority and I'm waking up early and I'm going to the park and I'm walking and I'm doing all the things I love to do, then I have this extra loving energy to mm-hmm. emit to this beautiful creature and to give him the love that he deserves. You make me sound like a pet <laughs> or like a you are my pet. bearded dragon. You are, my, you are a bearded dragon. I'm your dragon. bearded husband. Look at this cute Yeah, one. look at that cute <laughs> I trimmed it. <laughs> it did, it <laughs> Just so I don't stab you every time I, I give know. you a kiss. Gosh. She hates that. 
Even though I'm really trying to get it down to right about here. Oh, wrong. Like, you know, somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So your responsibility is to focus on self-improvement, empowerment, and you don't have to change your environment so much as you have to change yourself. That's a lot more work than changing self. Self is changing one thing. And you know you pretty darn well on the inside and out. You don't know your environment as well as you think you do. And there's many, 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 many things in the environment compared mm-hmm. to just this. So it's yeah. actually easier. It's just more uncomfortable. Yeah. And when you're focusing on your on your own self-development and your self-love and everything that you need to feel like the amazing person that you are, all the other things that you're wanting to attract into your life, they just kind of automatically happen for you mm-hmm. because you're saying, I'm enough. I love me. I'm not going to take crap from anyone because I'm only going to take what I need for myself. The other people around you, they're going to mirror that. They're going to reflect your new self-concept. And that's how the law of assumption works. So you get to reassume your relationship, right? You get to reassume your partner is this amazing strapping young man. <laughs> and and you get to reassume that. And you get to have the ideal relationship because you're seeing yourself as the ideal partner. And when you do that, the whole world around you changes. Did I just do a cat impression? <laughs> you did. You were okay. purring over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my automatic <clears throat> response to her touch. <laughs> it's true. I put you to sleep all the time. Yeah, all the time. I talk She's and you're good like, with that. <laughs> you have the most calming energy of anybody I know. Like your touch is just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop touching. I'll sleep in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> I know. She destroys all the caffeine that's lurking in my blood. <laughs> that's true. Okay. We have techniques to self-monitor too. Yes. And these are good techniques. You go ahead and talk about those. Oh, okay. Well, great. I know it sounds simple, trivial, something that we've probably heard time and time again. And the reason why we've probably heard it that way is because of how much relevance and importance it has to our healing. So one of the first techniques is to mirror and meditate. When I mirror myself and I'm looking at myself... I don't just, you know, hey, George, what's up? You know, bald guy, handsome, awesome. (laughs) What happened earlier in the conversation that I may have had with my delightful wife here might have been an opportunity for me to reflect on myself and look back at something and say, what could I have said differently? What could I have done differently? Maybe I'll try this next time. Instead of always feeling like I'm an inadequate husband, I have to take myself out of an argument or a situation that we were in, look at myself and say, what is it that I did differently? Or what is it that I could do differently? What is it that I I took personally? Why did I take it personally? And start probing deep into the why this argument happened because it doesn't have to happen all the Mm -hmm. time. When I meditate on it, that's when I'm able to take time, you know, off of the mirroring and ponder those questions and then really come to a resolution. So after I mirror and I ask questions, I sit down and I sit on it. I think, I close my eyes and I wonder why. And then later on, you'll notice, I'll come back to you and say, babe, I think I realized why I did this, that happened and this happens. And maybe a good thing that I can do next time is ensure that I don't say this or talk about this, or maybe you can talk about this with your friends. And then when you're done, you can talk to me so we don't elevate. Mm -hmm. Like... It becomes solution-oriented at that point. Yeah. And I know a lot of times we just want to be heard, but a lot of times in a relationship, you need solutions to make sure that we're not repeating the same things that cause continuous stress that's not needed. Yeah. So. Well, I want to speak on that. I, I love that you said that because, you know, for him, as a masculine person, he loves solutions. And if you're with a masculine man, you'll know that your man loves solutions. And I like to talk about it 
first, I like to ruminate on what's the process? Why did this happen? Okay, what can I do differently inside internally? And then come up with my solutions. But I can't get to solution <laughs> until I talk. So he's like ready for solutions right away as I'm talking. And I'm like, no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. I have so many socket wrenches yeah. for this problem. <laughs> like, yes. you should just get to it. And he's like, where's the solution? Where's the solution? I'm like, I'm not there yet, bro. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, oh, so really, honestly, the best thing that's helped us is uh, me talking to somebody else, not talking to him about it. Because Initially. Yeah, initially. So yes. I can get the talk out and then I'm like, okay, this is what I think we should do. This is what I need to do. This is why I'm feeling this way and I can do this better. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's easy. Anything you can do, I can do. <laughs> exactly. Oh. All right. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. You're just always saying beautiful stuff. Step two. It's Act how you want to feel, just like we talked about. Mm -hmm. So again, it's difficult, but the acting, the continuous acting is the thing that's going to replace that trigger. Mm -hmm. When you continually act on the thing that you want to feel, if I want to feel joyful and blissful, we do those things that inspire the action of joy and bliss, approaching something joyfully and blissfully. That way, the more you encounter those arguments or issues, the more you're going to replace that triggering feeling with the feeling of, I want to feel blissful and peaceful mm -hmm. and joyful, and then it's automatically going to come up with you. So instead of feeling triggered from you know negative feelings that you've had in the past, we are going to start replacing that with how we want to feel. Yes. And, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, no, that was great. And always act how you want to feel because eventually you will feel how you're acting and then the emotion will match. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to pull yourself out of a trigger is to be like, nope, I'm not giving into this. I'm not going to play with that part of myself. I'm just going to let that go and focus on the best part. Shut up. I, I knew you were going to. I was just. I That's was just, another episode, y'all. I was holding back a yawn. That's another. That's exactly okay, what I was doing. The next one, self-reprogram. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit, but make sure that you're focusing on revision, reprogramming. What are my triggers? What do I need to go and repair and change the story about myself? Mm -hmm. And then the last one, kill them with kindness. When I come to him, even though I might be irritated at him, but I say, you know what? I'm going to see him with love. I'm going to just put aside the 3D right now. It works so And well. just like give him a beautiful, gentle touch. He's like, look, honey, and I hate the fact that you set the kitchen on fire. <laughs> I love you. But don't yeah. ever do that again because mm -hmm. it was really stupid. Mm -hmm. And then she'll kiss me. It's like she'll say the exact same things yeah. she would screaming at me, but just so <laughs> lovingly. Scream at you. No, you don't scream at me. You successfully raise your voice entirely. I'm just kidding. Anyway. I'm, I'm kidding. I love her so much. The way you approach me, it's it's intense. Like, baby, whatever you want. It's yeah. fine. Just, yeah. It's yours. Yep. And then love he's it. just like putty in my hands. He's like, oh, baby. <laughs> it I works both ways. On you. It works both ways. Kill him with kindness. So this episode is meant to help you guys identify what you're doing in your relationships and change the story and get back to what you need to you know, what present state you need to be in so that you can change the story. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Our producer went romantic on us. Oh yeah, our lighting is very Your romantic all of a sudden. So uh, <laughs> next episode will be even more great stuff. So thank you for joining. Stay tuned for the next episode. We love you. Bye.